Hey guys, welcome to episode 249 of SwiftCast. This is Adam. And Steph. And we are so excited because it is finally time to discuss the Reputation Stadium Tour. Are you excited? Oh yeah, finally. We've been waiting for years for this. It's crazy. We have, and we are recording this on Wednesday, May 9th, which is the day after the tour started. And we have a very simple episode for you. We first want to start with the rest of the countdown that Taylor was doing on Instagram because it's been a little bit since we last released an episode and we left off with the 10 day update. So getting right into the countdown on the day nine update, it was basically a day off for Taylor and the band and the dancers. And they had a pool party, and Taylor just posted a little Instagram story um, showing all the fun that they were having. That was great, because for me, it kind of confirmed that this is why we can't have nice things would be on the set list, because she was quoting from the song. So I thought in my head, oh, it's probably going to be on the set list, so I got really excited. Oh, cool. I don't think I noticed that. And it looked like they were having a great time. It did, yeah. It looked like the weather was great. Of course, it's very hot in Arizona right now. Um, But yeah, Taylor introduced some of her dancers that we have not seen before um, on the 1989 tour. So it was cool to see some of the new group. For eight days until tour, Taylor actually showed us the piano that would be used during the tour. And she said that two songs would be played on the piano. One would be from Reputation and one would be from an older album. So for me... I was completely wrong about this. I, in my head, thought New Year's Day and all too well. That was what I thought. What did you think? Um, I thought that the piano would have been all too well as well for the older song. And I think I might have thought, I can't remember exactly what I said on our preview episode, um, but I thought it at the time, it might have been even something like Call It What You Want or or New Year's Day like you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was a lot of fan speculation, of course. And we will tell you shortly, if you have not heard yet, what those actually ended up being. So for the Day 7 update, it was a look at new merchandise that is available for purchase at the shows. And it looked pretty cool. And it looks like there are a lot of options for people so that's exciting i'll definitely be looking forward to buying some merch for six days until tour taylor's instagram story showed us the rocket sled which is how taylor sometimes would be transported between stages it's really cool it's pretty much a slide underneath the stage she goes down onto this sled and it just slides her across it's crazy yeah it looks like a pretty efficient way to get from one place to another rather than having to walk around it seems scary i feel like she needs to wear a helmet it does yeah i mean i don't think it went too fast but i'm sure it's probably dark and you never know i agree And I saw a funny video, I'm not sure if it was from Taylor or maybe it was from Charlie XCX or Camila Cabello, but both of the two of them got to try out the rocket sled too, and it looks like they had some fun. Yeah, I saw that too. I wish fans could try it out. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I'm guessing that won't happen. 
For the five days until tour update, Taylor revealed that there will be eight costume changes. And she showed a very brief preview of a couple of them. Yeah, I liked how she did that because they were really up close views. So you couldn't really tell what they looked like. It was a spoiler without being a big spoiler. Yeah, I agree. She didn't want to reveal and show the full outfits until the actual tour started. For four days before tour, Taylor's Instagram video was about the bloopers video that is actually shown at the end of the concert. Yeah, that was a cool update because I don't think that's anything that people expected. And there was a little preview of it in the Instagram story. But last night from the people that were at the tour, it seemed like it wasn't on the video screens inside the venue. It seemed like it was outside the venue or in the concourse or something strange. I still don't know the whole story behind it. Yeah, it might be one of those things where you just have to be at a show. Yeah, it could be. So I'm looking forward to that. It should be great. Yeah, you can't beat bloopers. I still remember one of my favorite bloopers is when they were filming the Bad Blood video and Taylor busted through the wall and completely fell over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I felt kind of bad for her. (laughs) She was okay. The day three update is that There will be newspaper confetti, and Taylor showed it in the video. It's very, very large confetti, almost like a half sheet of paper, and it looks kind of like the album cover. It has uh, Taylor Swift written on it um, in a bunch of places in different directions, and it is black and white. Yeah, it looks really cool. I am definitely looking forward to picking up some of that off the floor one day. Yeah, that'll be a cool collector's item for sure. For two days before the tour started, Taylor showed us the seven different microphones that would be used during the show. And a lot of them, I think we kind of predicted just based on her performances, for example, for SNL and for Jimmy Fallon. So some of them I I think we kind of knew about, but... Others are really cool. The one wasn't even completely done yet, which was funny. I'm sure they had to scramble to get it finished. Yeah, didn't she say something like it was a 1989 microphone and they're like reusing it but changing it or something? Right, yeah, I think so. And I'm not quite sure that I caught last night which microphone was used for which performance. So that's something I'll need to keep an eye on in the future. Yeah, me too. And the final fact for the day before the tour wasn't a video. It was just an Instagram post with a picture of Taylor in the desert next to a cactus. And the caption on the picture was, Fact, I've never been more excited about a tour than I am about this one. And it starts tomorrow. Also, not even remotely tour related, but today I met a cactus. (laughs) It was a huge cactus too. It was. It was definitely at least like 20 feet tall. It towered over her. Yeah, it it was just so exciting. I liked that she did this countdown and gave us little hints, but nothing too much. No real big spoilers. And we'll be right back to talk all about the tour. 
So obviously we're going to be talking all about the tour, the set list, a little bit about the costumes and the visuals. So if you do not want to be spoiled regarding the tour, then we would recommend stopping at this point. But let's jump right in. Of course, one thing we talked about on our last episode, which is always a question in the fandom, is what is the song that will play right before Taylor hits the stage? And even also the song before that, the second to last song. Yeah, it's always exciting. And by sharing this, you'll know when you go to a show what to listen for so that you know Taylor's about to come out on stage. Correct. So the second to last song was Obsessed by Mariah Carey. I'm not really familiar with that song, are you? No, I'm not, but it's a good choice. I think having Mariah Carey is a solid choice, of course. And then the song that plays before the lights go out, it fits perfectly. And Steph, you were kind of right in one of your predictions. You didn't predict this for the last song before Taylor hits the stage, but you did predict this person as a special guest. And the song this year is Bad Reputation by Joan Jett. Yeah, I think that's really exciting. What a great choice right before Taylor comes out on stage for the Reputation Tour. But I still think that Joan Jett should be a special guest at some point. Fingers crossed that that happens. That would be great. Yeah, I think so too. That would be a great, great performance. So I don't know about you, Steph, but I tried to watch some live streams online and I tried to follow along with social media and see videos and pictures uh, as the night went on. I was able to see some of the concerts on live stream, but there was always problems with bad connections and the live streams getting shut off. So did you get to see a little bit of it too? Right. Yeah, I was in the same position I felt like I spent most of the night just searching for a new stream when one was shut down. But I understand why they do that, of course. But even the ones that worked, the it was hard to actually see what was going on. But for me, the audio was more important anyways. So I was just happy to be able to hear what was happening. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So to nobody's big surprise, the first song is Ready For It, and it looked like it played after a little montage of old Taylor videos, uh, meaning like uh, homemade videos, and there was like news anchors in the background talking about Taylor Swift and bringing up her name and different things. I don't know exactly what they were, but uh, it looked like it was a little video clip that led into Ready For It. Yeah, that was really cool. And like we said, both of us were kind of floundering about trying to find good quality videos. So we'll have a lot more to talk about as the tour goes on. It's just we want to talk about our initial reactions right now. And I just thought it was really cool. A great way to open this tour would be showing all of that. I really liked it. Yeah, and it's a, a great song for an opening. The The bass is amazing. I went to the one of the Jingle Balls in December, and that's what she opened with. And I can't wait to go again and just feel the energy when she hits that stage. Yeah, it really was the perfect opener. And I don't think anybody was really that surprised. The next one I was a little surprised about 
She went right into, I did something bad. And I kept saying I thought it would be more toward the middle or end of the show. I was wrong about that. But I'm glad because I loved the way she did it. Kind of reminded me of how she did Trouble on the 1989 World Tour. Yeah, I agree. That's a good comparison. And I think it worked perfectly as well. It was a good transition from Ready for It to I Did Something Bad. They're both loud, like kind of like stadium anthems. So it was great. And I know the part where Taylor swears is is a fun part for a lot of the fans. And it sounded great live. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be really excited to see that live. Kind of like, it kind of reminds me of when she did And We Run in I Know Places or even indie record so much cooler than mine for 1989. Yeah. Which is just screaming. Definitely. And I don't think I got to tell exactly, but do you know if the the ratatatatas were just the album version in the background or? To me, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. I haven't been able to confirm that. That was just in my head what it sounded like. Yeah. I was really glad they were in there. Yeah, they make the song. So the third song was Gorgeous, and this was played at one or two of the Jingle Bashes, I think, and I think we both thought it would make the set list. And I think it was more a more of a simple version. Uh, like we said, we couldn't really see too much on the visual side, but it didn't look like there was a whole lot going on. But that's a good, you know, calm down song after the first two. Right. Yeah, I think we both were pretty spot on with our prediction there. We both thought it would be included and that it would be a pretty straight up performance, much like the song is on the album. So I think everybody was really excited that it was included, though. It sounded like everybody was going crazy during that part. Yeah, and it definitely has some cool nifty dance moves. Yeah, that's the thing I really can't wait to see more of because there are so many dancers included in this tour and it's just like we said when we couldn't really see the visuals it makes it harder to know what it actually looks like Mm -hmm. i'll be excited to see it so the next one was kind of surprising for me she started out with style then she went into love story and then she went into you belong with me as a medley so at first when she started style i thought it was just style And then she went into Love Story, and then she went into You Belong With Me. And so I'm sitting there, and I was all I could think of was, Adam was right. She's going to do all these old songs, and then she's going to go into Look What You Made Me Do and Kill Herself Off. But then I was confused, because I knew she said there were 10 old songs, and so I, I didn't see her going through all of them at that point. Right. I was kind of confused, but I felt like... Adam was going to be pretty close to being right with his prediction there. Yeah, and I think I said on the last episode that maybe the beginning would be like a 20-minute medley of two minutes each of those 10 songs or something like that. So that wasn't totally the case because, of course, there were three Reputation songs right off the bat. Um, But then this medley of Style, Love Story, and You Belong With Me was really good. It was just a couple minutes, not the whole song, um, of each of them. And it was a good throwback. They did really go well together. Did you think the Love Story version was 
I guess it was more like the straight up album version, not really like the 1989 version. Yeah, I don't think I could tell very well, but I don't think it was as like electronic, like with that piano that she used or that keyboard. Um, mm-hmm. it, it did seem more like the regular version. Yeah. But I really liked her technique of using the medley to bring together three really great songs that we all still want to hear, but not taking up too much space in the whole show because we also want to hear everything from Reputation. Yeah. And so next came what was probably the biggest surprise of the night. The next song was Look What You Made Me Do. Yes. I don't think anybody expected that, really. I mean, I made that kind of crazy prediction that maybe Look What You Made Me Do would be in the middle or towards the beginning and kill off the old Taylor. But after already having done three Reputation songs and then this medley, Look What You Made Me Do came on and everybody was very, very shocked. Yeah. For me, though, I I just kept thinking you were right. And even when we had call-ins, listeners would call in and tell us, they thought look what you made me do might be earlier in the show it was still surprising though because if you look at tours like red and 1989 the final song of those shows was the lead single off the album for red you had we are never for 1989 you would shake it off so we just expected for reputation that look what you made me do would be the final song of the night i like that she did it this way though I think it worked well, especially with having the medley as the lead-in. It makes sense. Exactly. And I think the thing everybody is talking about um, after this show was the absolutely gigantic, must have been a hundred feet tall snake that was part of this song. (laughs) Yes. That I was glad. We did get some really good high quality photos of that. I think Taylor even posted one today, and it just looks amazing. I cannot wait to see it in person. Yeah, it was hard to tell if it like moves at all or if it just like comes from the back of the stage and kind of goes forward into the middle or the front of the stage, but it is just absolutely huge, and of course it fits the song perfectly. It really did, of course. And the other cool thing about the song was that Tiffany Haddish was included in a video while Taylor was performing. She's the one who did the voiceover with the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. So that was cool, especially because at the Jingle Balls, it was always Taylor's voice at the very beginning, and then she would start the song. So here it was in the right spot of the song, and it was Tiffany instead of Taylor. Yeah, if you don't remember, Tiffany is a friend of Taylor's, and she was the host on Saturday Night Live in November when Taylor was the musical guest. Right. And I think, from what I read, Taylor invited her over for dinner shortly after that, and Tiffany has done interviews talking about what a great cook Taylor is. And so I saw some fan speculation, and maybe this will be the case, or maybe it won't, but what if... Each night, the person who does the voiceover part, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now, is a different one of her friends. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I think it would be too. Yeah, I would like that. We'll see. Well, after Look What You Made Me Do, Taylor goes right into Endgame. 
And we were somewhat right on this. We kind of went back and forth, but we thought maybe it would be a short version of Endgame because we talked at length about how Future and Ed wouldn't be there for every show. So what would Taylor do? And she just shortened the song. It's really only her part. Although I thought from what I could see, the video did show Ed and Future, but I, I'm not entirely sure about that. Could you see anything? No, I couldn't tell. Mm-mm. Okay. It, it was really hard to see on these videos, but I thought that the huge video screen showed them in the background. Okay, that would be cool, yeah. But I'm glad it was included, even if it was a short version. It's a fun song. Right, and it's a single, so it made sense. The next one was funny because Taylor's dad, Scott, I think kind of spoiled this the day before, two days before the show, when he saw some fans at the venue. And I think he told them that the King of My Heart production is like awesome or like crazy. So that's funny that he did that. But uh, King of My Heart was the next song. And I don't have much to say in regards to visuals because I haven't seen it, just basically listened to it. Um, but it sounded good, and I'm certainly glad that it made the set list. Yes, we were both wrong about this, and I was so glad that we were wrong. We we both thought it wouldn't make it. And it, what really threw, I think, both of us off was the fact that Taylor said there would be 10 old songs. So we were thinking probably only 17 songs total on the set list, which we were also wrong about, thankfully. And so we weren't sure where it would fit, but... I was really glad that it made it on there. And like Adam, I could not really see what was going on on stage. But I will be very happy to see it live because I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah. So then Taylor moves into Delicate. And this is one we both, of course, thought would be on the set list because it's a single. But at this point in the show, Taylor actually moves from the main stage to the very first B stage. And so Taylor gets in a contraption that flies her over the crowd. And again, it was hard to see with all all the videos and everything, but it looked like this was the stage that flies that has a snake attached to it. And so Taylor gets in that and goes over the crowd that way. Yeah, it's basically like the Love Story balcony from the Speak Now tour, but has a in the shape of a snake or has a big snake on it. Right. So not exactly like a romantic kind of balcony like for Love Story, <laughs> but still really cool. And it also it even reminded me of what she used during the Red Tour when she would do Sparks Fly and she would go back to the main stage on that flying little stage. Yeah. So the next song, once she got to B stage number one and finished up Delicate, was another awesome surprise. First was that it was Shake It Off. And second, she had Camila Cabello and Charlie XCX join her for the song. That was awesome. And that was something we talked about before. We wondered whether she would bring them out during her set. So I was really glad to see that she did. I never expected it would be during Shake It Off, and I think we also talked about whether maybe Taylor would perform their songs, or or would they do one of her songs, so that was really cool. 
Yeah, and that's one I'm definitely looking forward to seeing live. And I guess maybe those two got to the stage with the rocket sled? I don't know. Maybe. That's a good question. So after Shake It Off came, for me, a big surprise. Taylor did Dancing With Our Hands Tied acoustically while she was on the first B stage. And this was one I think Adam and I both thought would not make the set list. But I'm so glad it did. And to hear it acoustic was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was great acoustic from what I heard. Um, One thing I know I would miss from the song is like the big bass and the beats of it. But you can't do everything with a big production. And we knew she was going to do certain songs slow and with guitar or piano. So this one with guitar worked great. And she did have one more song on this B stage, another acoustic song, and it was fan favorite all too well. Yeah, this was great. Uh, of course, we all love all too well. How can you ever get sick of that song? You just can't. But I felt like her intro to it, I was lucky enough to be able to hear the intro. It, it kind of sounded like this might not be an every show song. I feel like that specific spot in the show, she might change up the older song and it won't always be all too well. I could be wrong, but just the way she talked about how it's such a fan favorite and she really was excited about this first night of tour and wanted to include this song. She just made it sound like it might not always be all too well. Yeah, it could be. And we won't have too long to wait. Very short turnaround. The next two shows are on Friday and Saturday in Santa Clara. So we'll know more then. Yes, we will see. The next part was also kind of surprising because Taylor actually moved from the first B stage to the second B stage by walking directly into the crowd. And she performed Blank Space while moving between stages. And I guess for me, it was surprising just because during Taylor's trial over the summer, they specifically said that one of the reasons why Taylor doesn't really go out into the crowd anymore is because of what happened to her. So it it just shows how strong she is and she just perseveres through everything. So I thought it was really cool that she walked through the crowd. Yeah, it gave me a throwback feel to the Red Tour because didn't she go on the shoulders of her dancers from the main stage to the B stage. Right. And of course, during Fearless, she went from the B stage to the main stage and hugged pretty much everybody on her way back to the stage. And Blank Space was really, I guess, kind of just like the album version of the song. Yeah, it seemed like it. I do have to wonder, though, if people were shouting out the stadium name at the point of the song when she did that for 1989. Oh yeah, the loop. I wonder. Good question. The second song she did on the second B stage was Dress. And I think that's surprising to both of us. Yes, neither one of us thought that it would make it on there. And again, it was a happy surprise. I was so glad to see so many songs from Reputation making it on the set list. And I think it makes sense for songs like Dancing With Our Hands Tied and Dress to be more of the B-stage songs, because we did talk about how we thought both would be difficult to perform. 
especially just with how technical they are with the use of vocoders and all of these synthesizers and things. So it's cool to see them acoustic. Exactly. And they're not the type of songs that would use dancers or big visuals on the big screen or anything like that. So then Taylor goes back from the second B stage back up to the main stage. And she again uses a flying contraption. And uh, we talked earlier about the snake one. It could have been that the snake one was used for this part to go from the second B stage to the main stage. We're not really sure. But the other contraption was different. It was kind of just like a little stage that had what looked like fire all around it. It's really cool. Um, It's not actually fire, but... It kind of looks like she's entrapped in all this fire. Yeah, it was kind of like some circular type shapes that were lit up like orangish. So it kind of gave off that vibe. Yeah. And and during this transition, she did the bad blood and should have said no mashup, which was so surprising, I think, to everyone. Should have said no is a song we rarely hear anymore. Of course, it was the final song on the Fearless tour every night. So to hear it again, even just a little bit of it is great. And I actually still have not heard any of this at all. Um, But how perfect of a pairing are those two songs? Oh, yeah. I talked about on the last episode how she once mashed up Bad Blood and We Are Never when she was in Austin. And I was hoping that would happen again. But this was just perfect. I don't know how she does it. She just always comes up with these amazing mashups that you never think about, and they just work so well together. Right. So now she's back on the main stage, and the next song is the anthem Don't Blame Me. And from what little I heard, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. Definitely awesome. And I think a great spot in the show for that song. Just because she had just done all this traveling around and now she's back on the main stage, just lighting up the stadium again. And I saw a lot of people online commenting about how perfect her vocals sounded in this song. And there, of course, are some, you know, real high notes towards the end, um, some real loud notes, and it sounded incredible. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see that live. Probably will be like the out of the woods bridge when she's just incredible. Yes, exactly. One thing we couldn't tell was whether there's a choir involved. That was one thing we talked about maybe she could do. I couldn't really see, which made things difficult. Yeah, I feel like I saw a bunch of people in dark clothes up near the front of the stage, uh, but I couldn't tell if they were dancers or a type of choir or something. So. So we'll have to see. As more shows happen, we're going to have a lot more information. But after Don't Blame Me, the piano appeared. And so for me in my head, I was thinking, oh man, that means the show's getting close to the end. Because I love that Taylor changes all of her shows up. But you know that when you see the piano, that you're getting toward the end of the show. Um, so, So the piano came up, and then Taylor did something... I feel like nobody guessed. She mashed up Long Live and New Year's Day. 
And wow, what another perfect combination. I mean, I never even would have thought of it, but. Yeah, although people were doing comparisons between the songs, you know, Confetti Falls to the Ground in Long Live and There's Glitter on the Floorboards in New Year's Day. And they do have some parallels, I think, that make a lot of sense. So it's just really awesome that she did that. She has to know how much fans love Long Live. It's a song people chant for at shows when, for example, when we were at the final show for 1989, fans were yelling for her to sing Long Live that night. They were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that answered the question of the new and old song that made it onto the piano. So, Yeah, I'll be excited to see that. I think it will be like Enchanted and Modest Dreams. It's something I'll look forward to every night. So getting towards the end, Getaway Car was the next one. And I know you and me were both very excited that this made the set list. We both thought it would. And from what I read, because I didn't get to see any of this, is that it was a great production. Yes, it again was really hard to see, but it sounded like it got the amazing production that it needed. And it seemed like a lot of people were thinking just with the treatment that it got, that it will definitely be a single someday. So we'll see. So then Taylor went into Call It What You Want, which was surprising for me because I really thought it would be more toward the middle of the show. I thought it would be a B-stage song and she would perform it on guitar. But I was wrong about that. And maybe it does make sense, though, because we know that Taylor really loves Call It What You Want. So... It does kind of make sense that she would want it more toward the end of the show. So I don't really know anything about this song. Was it just a pretty simple standard performance as far as you could tell? Of course, no guitar or anything, right? Yeah, again, because it was on the main stage, it was so hard to see. But it seemed to me like pretty standard album version of the song. No guitar. Um, But great anyways without the guitar. Yeah. And then as the finale, and this has been the case for a bunch of this tour, it was another medley. And it was We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, mashed up with This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. Two of the songs that have the longest titles that Taylor has ever released. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's such a good point. I didn't even think about that. I just... I guess for me, after I heard Look What You Made Me Do at the beginning and the whole rest of the show, I kept thinking, what's going to be the finale? What's going to be the finale? This was perfect. Again, something you would never think to mash up, but Taylor did. Right. And wow, I cannot wait to see that live. I know, me too. I'm looking forward to seeing We Are Never Again. And then this is why we can't have nice things, just with the you know, power that has behind it and the the loudness and the somewhat speaking parts of it. Um, like the, I guess you would call it the bridge when she talks about her mama and that stuff. Um, that'll be really, really fun and the audience will be so into it. And I don't know for sure, but there's got to be fireworks at that point. And it's, it's a great finale, I'm sure. Yeah, that was one thing I also couldn't see was whether they're, were fireworks or at what point there are fireworks so 
there's so many little details. We know how detail-oriented Taylor is that you just can't see when you're not there live. So right. it will be really exciting to see this live. And really, having this as the finale made me wonder whether that means this is why we can't have nice things will be a single one day. Yeah, it could be. I think it would do very well on the radio. I think it would, too. I really do. And so with all those medleys of older songs, Taylor was able to fit in 14 out of the 15 Reputation songs, right? Yes, and and we were correct. The one that did not make it was So It Goes. Neither one of us thought it would. I think So It Goes is a great underrated song. Maybe she'll include it at some point, even just for a few shows. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. She might try it out, might swap out one thing for another. Right. She's been known to make changes before, mid-tour. Oh, absolutely. We've seen so many songs get cut. Um, I really hope, though, that this stays pretty much the same because I want to see all of this. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. One song, though, that I would say is surprising that is not included is I Knew You Were Trouble. Yes, I totally agree. And I'm sad about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially on the 1989 tour, that performance was probably six minutes long. Oh, absolutely. It was a big part of the show, and now it's not there at all. And I guess, yes, it's two albums old now because it's from Red, but um, it obviously was on the Red tour and the 1989 tour. But were there two songs from Red that made it? Was it We Are Never and All Too Well? Right. Yeah. So I could see how she wanted to do balance because she also did hit part of Speak Now and part of Fearless too. Right. Which is nice. It is really nice that there were songs like Even You Belong With Me wasn't really on the 1989 tour. And of course, Should Have Said No was not. And Long Live. I mean, you have all these great older songs that she's including. Mm -hmm. So I think the one last thing to talk about is that there was no special guest. And I think the question remains is that going to be the case on all the shows or was it just because maybe it was the first one and she wanted to run through you know the regular show with no interruptions so we'll see coming up yeah i still think she'll have some at least sometimes part of me thinks she knew so much attention would be focused on her for the first night and i bet she thought if she had a special guest it would be all over the news and that would be the focus mm -hmm. and she probably just didn't want that distraction on opening night. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I th yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, I do hope, though, that there will be guests later. I don't think it's necessary for every show, but even to have Ed and Future on Endgame would be great. Mm -hmm. If she has special guests, where in the set list do you think it would be? Um, You know, I kind of think on one of the B stages, maybe taking the place of all too well or even maybe taking the place to shake it off okay what about you i would go to after she returns to the main stage so after the bad blood should have said no mashup and before don't blame me right well, that's i guess well for 1989 it was right before she went out to the b stage but sometimes she would have guests on when she came back to the main stage 
Right. It probably wasn't in one particular place. And some places she even had two guests. In L.A., I think one of the shows, she even had three guests. So, Right. Because she would have them for bad blood and style and before she went to the B stage for clean. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. But there's so much she could do. She probably could change it up every night if she wanted to. But I'm just really happy with the set list. I love how much reputation is included. I was really worried on our last episode, like probably weirdly worried if you were listening to that last episode, <laughs> but I just didn't know how she was going to fit all of this in. And it really shows just how hard she's working and how much she really wants the fans to be happy because she included all these old songs, but still hit almost the whole album of Reputation. And I just love that because other artists, you go to their shows and they only play their hits and there's no point in even buying a new album because you can go to the show and they're just going to play their old stuff, a couple of their new songs. Taylor's never done that. It's one of the reasons why I love her. Yeah, I think my overall first impression is that it looks awesome from what I've seen so far. Um, really looking forward to seeing it live. And yeah, uh, it was worth the wait. Of course, I don't know if it will top 1989 in terms of um, how awesome and epic that show was. But from the social media reaction, it was just an awesome show. So kudos. Taylor, of course, wouldn't let us down. And she definitely didn't in this case. Yeah, this is definitely something you need to see live. So I, I can't wait to see it live. We both would have loved to have been there last night because there's nothing like seeing the very first show for those listeners who were lucky enough to go we're jealous of you because there you have no spoilers everything's a surprise you have no idea what's coming next so it's just really exciting well, we will be excited to update you on our next episode, all that has been happening with Tor, whether the set list is staying the same or it changes or special guests um, are invited or anything else that may happen. Yeah, we can't wait. And if you do have a show coming up, make sure you try to find the throne because it seemed like the throne from the Look What You Made Me Do music video was outside the stadium somewhere and fans were able to get their photo with it so that's something i'm going to be looking for when my show comes around so if you guys want to contact us we are on twitter at swiftcast13 and you can email us at swiftcast13show at gmail.com yeah if you're going to a show or if you've seen a show definitely feel free to contact us we cannot wait to continue covering the tour so thank you guys for listening. For now, for episode 249, this has been Adam. And Steph. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.